0: This pulpit feels, like, mad short. Like I'm, am I getting taller, or? or hey. I think, I think they say you stop growing when you turn 25, or something like that. At, for men, your brain, so I'm, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know why you're trying to, like, clown me or something, like, like get off of me. Like, so it's not physical body, it's just your brain. Shh, hold on, she's always talking. But don't be rude. What, what was that? So my decision making stops growing when I'm 25. Whew. So what about my physical body? Like I feel like I'm taller. This is shorter. So what does that mean? Oh, it's the shoe. It's the shoes, dude. It's the shoes. Anyway, how many of us are excited to be undivided tonight? Come on, we are in our series, Be Not Discouraged. Isn't that a dope graphic? I made it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm lying. I didn't make it. But we are in a series, Be Not Discouraged. And while we're in this series, we are encouraging people. So, Alex, I just wanna encourage you, man, that your story, your story touched me, bro. And you're going to change lives. So, continue to use that story. Continue to chase after what God has for you because you're going places. And that means something. What you just did, there's people who are older than you in here. You're a freshman, correct? There's seniors and people who have graduated who are struggling with what you just gave up. So continue to use your story, bro. Continue to use that story. That is so good. I love that. I love that. Last week was awesome. Malachi kicked us off with a a great message. While we're in the spirit of encouraging people, I want to encourage my brother Malachi. Um, Malachi... You did, like, a you, you like, shouted me out on my birthday, and you had me in the front row over here weeping tears and stuff. So hopefully with what I'm about to say, I'll make you cry. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm joking. But uh, I just want to say that Malachi and I have been praying over this youth ministry continuously for about a year, like, nonstop. Since I got on staff last June, uh, 2022, 2023, whatever. But I just wanna say that I wouldn't want to be doing youth ministry with anybody else. Meaning, the way that you pour your heart out to these students and the way that you pray for these students in our meetings and the way that you talk about these kids outside of the room, I want everyone to know that Malachi talks highly of every single person. I've never heard him, I'm the kind of person that will say something negative about someone and be like, dang it, I shouldn't have said that. Never heard that come out of his mouth. Doesn't speak ill of any person. He is the most kind-hearted person I've ever met in my life. Brother, I thank you. And I wanna say last week's message was one of the best messages I've ever heard you preach. And you are growing, continue to use that, bro. You're gonna be running this youth ministry in five years because then I'm gonna be leaving to Texas or Arizona. Yeah, so this is gonna be you, bro. I'm excited for you and I'm grateful that we get to work together, so I love you, dog. Yeah, sorry to break the news, five years, I'm out, I'm gone. Most of the people in here will be graduated anyway, so it don't matter. I'll be gone, dude, it's all good. Y'all be all right, y'all be all right. Grab your Bibles, let me see your Bibles. Who got a Bible? Grab your journals, who's got a journal? Awesome. All right, let's lean in and take notes tonight, we ready? Ready? The title of this message is My Comfort, My Comfort. I want you to open up your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 14. This is like our, our banner verse for our series, Be Not Discouraged. Um, and I'm going to read here in verse 6. It says, for, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit, excuse me, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. What I want, I want us to just park here for a minute. The spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power. Malachi said it beautifully last week. I think oftentimes we wear our afraidness or scaredness or timidness or fear like a
1: badge of honor. We're scared of the future. We're scared
0: of of the things that are coming at us in a world that is ugly. Are we living in an ugly world? Like, does anybody agree with me? It's, It's dark. And oftentimes, it's hard not to walk around with fear on our arms. It's hard. But God says, in the Bible, it says here, when you have the spirit in you, you have power in you. I can, walk, I can drop the mic and walk off the stage. Because if you don't hear anything else tonight, what I want you to catch is that you have the Holy Spirit in you. And when the Holy Spirit is in you, you don't have a spirit of fear. Why? Because the power of God does not allow fear into our lives. So if there's an encouraging word I can give you, don't be afraid because the Holy Spirit is with you. I'm going to keep reading in verse 8. It says, so do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Set apart. Got to be different than the world. Not because anything we have done, but because of his purpose, his grace, This was this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and morality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, oh and of this gospel was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher that this is why I am suffering as I am yet this is no cause for shame because i know whom i believed and convinced and convinced that he is able to guard what i have entrusted to him until that day verse 13 what you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus guard the gospel sorry guard the good deposit that was entrusted into you guard it with the help of the
1: holy spirit who lives in you. This entire scripture here tells us one thing,
0: that when we have the Holy Spirit within us, we do not walk in a spirit of fear. That when God is the center of our life and the center of our heart and the center of our mind and the center of, of everything that we do in life, I'm talking everything. Right? There's a scripture in the Bible that I love. It says, in every situation, by prayer and petition, make your request known, and he will give you rest for your souls. In every situation, friends. You've heard me say that multiple times, and I'll continue to say it because it's in every situation. Oftentimes, you guys think it's the sum. No, it's all. It's every situation. So everything we go through, God is in the middle of it. So we don't have to carry around a spirit of fear because we have Jesus in us. Where I want us to park tonight is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. It says, praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of compassion, the God, the Father of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those who are in, so we can comfort those in any trouble with comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so
1: also our comfort abounds through Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. God, we just ask that you would be with us. God, that you would move in a
0: mighty way. Lord, would you open up the hearts and the minds of every student in this room, every leader in this room, that they would receive something. God, that you're doing something. Lord, that you're their comfort. God, that you're in the middle of the battle tonight. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. We believe your word, we receive your word, and we will not be the same because of it. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. Who in here has ever felt discouraged before in life? Ooh. Yeah. Well, let me tell you guys a story. In 2020, I proposed to my wife, Jordan. You don't have to. You guys already know this. Like, I've already done the thing. You guys know this already. Like, she's pregnant, so like, you guys know like this. Like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't have to, we don't have to continue to do this. It's over. But in 2020, I proposed to my wife, and how many of us know like 2020 was COVID season? So like everything was weird and it was like, ew, it was ugly. Like everywhere we went, it's like people wearing masks. Like I, I was wiping off my groceries with Clorox wipes for a minute. Like it was just a weird season. Like you go to the grocery store, everyone's wearing masks, everyone has gloves on. It's just a weird thing. So 2020, I proposed to Jordan. 2020 was wacky, COVID was ill. And can I tell you the day that I proposed to Jordan, I am uh, leaving my house, and uh, actually, this was the night before. The night before I proposed to Jordan, I'm leaving my house, and we're going to go to a restaurant so we can eat dinner together. Mind you, I'm nervous. I'm like, I can't hold water. Like That's the reason you guys found out the same day that I found out that we were having a baby, because I just can't hold water. Like I just, anything someone tells me, if you don't want it to get out, don't tell me, because I'm probably going to tell someone. That's just me. So... We're at dinner the night before, and I have the ring, and I'm super excited. Like, the next day's coming. I'm going to propose to Jordan. And uh, I, I just can't stop smiling. And she's like, you're smiling. And you're like, what are you, like, what's up with you? And I'm like, you don't know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> and uh, I leave, and I get pulled over. I've said this before. I'm leaving, and, and as I'm driving home, I hear, whoop, whoop, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to jail tonight. <laughs> and uh, I, the cop is super nice, Mark Sanchez, I'll never forget him. Um, he was super, super dope dude. Um, yeah, he didn't pull me out of the car and throw me on the ground. No, we won't go there. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so the cop was super nice, and I ended up being able to uh, go home, and that night I pray. I'm like, God, what was that about? Like, not that this was God's fault that I got pulled over, but. You know, you just pray. Like, hey, what, what, I'm proposing tomorrow. Like, why would you throw that at me? And uh, the next day, I get a text in the morning, and it's from a friend of mine who says, um, hey, I'm, I know I'm supposed to be doing your pictures for your engagement, but I'm not going to be able to make it. Uh, I was at school today, and someone right next to me tested positive, so I have to go get tested. So I'm super sorry. Hopefully, you can figure it out, but, like, I just can't be there. And I'm like, oh. Nope. (laughs) Hey, still going to happen. Still getting engaged. Still going to propose. It is what it is. So we show up to Seattle. I take her to like 12 different coffee shops because I'm nervous. We go eat like 14 different kind of pastries. By the time I propose, I'm super full and uh, shaking with the paper in my hand, like crying, weeping. I get down on one knee. I propose. She says, yes, we do the thing. We FaceTime all of our family. And if you go to my Instagram, I want you to go to my Instagram when we leave here. Not right now. Put your phones away. I want you to go to my Instagram when you leave here. The picture that you see of me on one knee proposing to Jordan, that picture is not real. What I mean, stop. Don't judge me, dude. What I mean by that is that I had already proposed to Jordan in that picture, meaning we had already FaceTime our family all of our cousins knew, my mom, my dad, her mom, her dad, sisters, brother, whatever. Like, everyone knew. But this couple that was walking by was like, did you guys just get engaged? They're like, yeah, we did. And no one was here to take pictures. She's like, I could take a picture for you. So I get down on one knee. I wish I could. I wish I, sh- I should have sent it to you guys so you could see it. So I get down on one knee, and Jordan, like, hit her face with, her, she like hit her hair, like her hair was covering, because there's like eye makeup running down her face in the picture, like if you zoom in, you can see eye makeup, anyway, because she had been crying because we had already done the thing, and so it's fake, it's not real, so I'm on one knee, and I was like, we've already done this, this is the second time I'm doing this, so I proposed twice, get like me, guys, (laughs) get like me, get on my level, dude, couldn't even touch me, bro, couldn't even touch me. But it was weird like the person who was supposed to be taking our pictures didn't even show up. Then we have family and friends that we love and we want to be in our world but they can't come because we have restrictions and can't be around too many people in the house and so the engagement party that we threw it was Taylor Murray and Cameron Murray that came and no one else. Not trying to make you feel bad for us. But what I'm saying is we were just in a weird season. So everywhere we turned in this 2020 season of being engaged, it was just it was wacky. My family so scared of COVID that they didn't even show up to the engagement party. And I'm not calling my family out, but that was just the season we were in.
1: People stepped down from Jordan and I's wedding two days before the wedding. We're going through the wedding
0: thinking that everybody's all in and that we're good. And we get a text message from one girl who says, I just can't bear the thought of being at someone's wedding based on what my life looks like right now. Wow, way to put your pride aside to be for your homie. Like, cool. Then the next person texts and doesn't even respond. Like, I just won't
1: be there. It never says anything else. So in that moment, Jordan lost two people a couple weeks before the wedding. So we're just... Everything in this season is just so weird for us.
0: My job at the time, they weren't doing layoffs, but they did a pay cut. So I get a call a couple days before the wedding, like, hey, we're not going to fire you, but you are going to take a half a pay cut. I'm like, what? I can't make $12 a day. Like, what are you? <laughs> I need you to give me more money. Like, I, I can't live off of this. So I had to start looking for a new job in the midst of trying to get married to my wife. We were in a season where discouragement was painted on our faces, meaning that everything felt like it was going downhill. This is what discouragement does. Discouragement is a thief. It steals your joy, it steals your happiness, it steals your peace, it steals your contentment. And if it dwells long enough, it starts to create things inside of you like hopelessness and despair, self pity and depression. Doubt and bitterness, sometimes discouragement, if you let it sit too long, can make you not want to be here any longer. Friends, I'm not trying to make you sad, but what I'm saying is when you live a life full of discouragement and not encouragement with the Spirit in you, you oftentimes look at life with depression lenses instead of joy lenses because you don't have God inside of you. See, what I'm telling you is that we didn't go through this season of discouragement the whole time and threw a pity party for ourselves. No, we got on our knees and we
1: fought a battle that we were facing and put God in the center of all of it. This was the enemy's plan for us. Malachi mentioned it last week. The enemy has a plan for your life, and it's to disrupt our faith.
0: This is what the enemy was at work doing. Such a beautiful moment, such a special moment for us. The enemy was trying to take it and take the joy out of it. But this is what we did. This is what I want you to hear. This is what I want you to write down. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Even when the odds are against you, with the help of God, you can get through anything. Even when the odds
1: are against you, with the help of God, you can get through anything. We're going through a weird season, but God was in the midst of it. I've got a few points that I want us to write down. Point number one. Taking notes, this is how we're gonna be encouraged moving forward.
0: Be encouraged because God is the God of compassion and comfort. I have a definition for you. A sympathetic consciousness of distress of others along with a desire to alleviate it. In other words, not only does God have a sympathetic understanding of what we're going through, but he also wants us to ease our burden and free up the load that we carry. God doesn't want you to carry the burden that you're facing of discouragement. God wants to free you from that. God wants to release you of those things. I think of the story in Mark, where Jesus heals the leper. It says in Mark, now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing You can make me clean if you are willing. He said, God, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. See, when we're willing to ask God, God is willing to move. I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged by this. Because in the middle of some of the worst stuff we were going through in that 2020 season of discouragement and just wackiness, we didn't turn away from God. We actually stepped forward into God. And stepping forward into God, Jordan found two new people to be on our side by the wedding day. We didn't dis- we weren't <laughs> we weren't fighting a battle alone. We were fighting our battle with Jesus. Meaning that I was encouraged because I continued to pray. I was encouraged because I continued to lean in to worship. I was encouraged because I continued to lean into my community, and I didn't let the things that were facing me turn me away from Jesus. Found a job three days after they gave me a pay cut, making more than I've ever made in my life. Why? Because I was leaning into what God had for me. I could have faced discouragement with hopelessness, and I could have faced discouragement with self-pity, I could have faced the scourge and I could have given up. But instead, I leaned into the comforter. Guess what he did? Provided. And it may not always be the way you want it to. Because oftentimes, if we can be real with each other, we ask God to do things in our lives. And when he doesn't show up the way we want him to show up, we don't think he's actually showing up. But can I tell you it's his will for your life, not ours? Like it's the things he wants for you, not what I want for me. I guess the things that he's going to do for us, not what I want to do for me. The college you go to, that's God's decision. The person you marry, that's God's decision. The girlfriend you're dating right now, that's God's decision. The area you move into, that's God's decision. The car you drive, that's God's decision. Everything that you do is God. Because he's a comforter and he gives us encouragement. And I don't want us walking around feeling discouraged
1: when we have the comforter. Point two, be encouraged because God is in the middle of the battles. Our battles come in all shapes and sizes.
0: School, whether we're passing or failing, work, whether we're doing a good job, friendships, half of us can't keep those together. (laughs) If we're being honest, most of us create more drama than we do having good relationships. Honestly, honestly. If we can look within ourselves, we probably have more enemies in this room than we have frenemies in this room. Can we be honest? I'm not trying to call you out. But what I'm saying is, you create these battles in your life by the drama you surround yourself with. These battles, they they, just, they just come. Grades, parents, finances, big decisions we have to make, sports, whether or not we're going to make the team or whether we're going to do this tournament or we're going to go to church. It's, it's all a battle that we're facing. Why do we face battles? Because we live in a fallen world. James 1, 2 through 4 says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature
1: and complete, not lacking anything. So then the battles are the way that you get better.
0: The things that I'm facing, the things that I'm going through, I'm going to get better because of those battles. Why? Because I'm testing my faith with God. And I'm, I'm getting in my prayer closet. And I'm saying, you know what? Jesus, keep throwing them. Enemy doesn't have a place here. I'm gonna get in my prayer closet. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work this out because I can't keep facing these battles without Jesus. I, I just won't anymore. It's gonna strengthen your
1: faith through the comfort and the mercy of Jesus. Oftentimes, I tell my friends these things I'm going through or
0: my mentors or uh, my coworkers some of the things that I battled and some of the things I'm facing and even Jordan, when I tell her my history and the life that I lived before, I met Jesus and, and, and how I am, the person I am today, like leading a youth ministry and, 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 and being in a community of people that just love on me. And she's like, man, how do you have so much joy with all of the things that you've been through in life? I'm like, Cause I have a comforter. I have something in me that when trials of many kind come my way, I've got a smile that the enemy can't wipe off because I'm looking for long-term joy, not temporary happiness because my long-term joy comes from the comforter. My temporary happiness is gonna come from culture. I get a quick fix when I look at the thing I'm not supposed to be looking at. I get a quick fix when I'm hooking up with a girl I'm not supposed to be hooking up. I get a quick fix from the things that I'm doing at these parties, but rather, why not chase the thing that is long-term? Joy, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the one that provides encouragement when we're facing trials of many kind. People, when your finances suck, why are you so happy? Because I got a joy that the world can't rob from me. I've got a joy that the culture can't take away from me. Sure, my grades may be slipping, but I've got a joy that culture can't take from me. Sure, I may not be in the best position in my life, but I've got a joy that the world cannot take from me. That's the kind of life I want for you, friends. Because what temporary happiness does is it lets us be happy for a couple days. We think everything's good. Life's culture. I'm good. I don't have no problems, man. Everything's everything's solid. Can't tell you the amount of phone calls I get from, I'm I'm not calling anybody out. The amount of phone calls I get from youth. Over the years of how things are fixed and, oh, man, you just don't understand, like, things are so much better and life is good and, oh, like, I just, oh, I'm on fire for God. <laughs> and then two days later, it's back doing the same thing. It's because You got a fix of temporary, temporary happiness. You didn't actually have the long-term joy from the comforter. And what I want you to have is long-term joy from the comforter, not a temporary happiness because the temporary happiness only gets you so far, friends. You're talking about being discouraged. It's because you are
1: chasing the things of culture, not the things of the comforter. Friends, I want this for you more than you know. Point number three. Be encouraged because you can encourage others. Second Corinthians 1, verse 4. This is God who comforts us in all of our troubles, talking about Jesus,
0: so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So if God is working in me, I then can help other people get through their situations. It says, My cup overflows. So then I get to spill out my joy on other people. I don't want to walk in a room and suck the life out of the room. I want to walk in the room and be joy to people. Meaning, my cup is going to run over of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to have the peace that comes from Jesus. And I'm going to walk around with that badge of honor. Not the badge of honor of fear. Because I've got the comforter in me. And now I get to comfort others.
1: Now I get to be the encouragement to others. 2018, I was just,
0: I just, it was either 2018, 2017, 2016, I don't know, one of those years. I just started doing Young Life, leading a youth ministry with some people at Kentwood. We had um, probably... I don't know why I'm saying this number. It doesn't matter. It's not a part of the story. But 50 kids from Kentwood, every Monday night, coming to hang out and doing Young Life stuff. Who's here heard of Young Life before? Go to Young Life camp. It's awesome. Anyway. Um, but we're, we're hanging out on a Monday night. And uh, this guy walks up to me from high school. And I just, like I said, I just became a leader. And he walks up to me and he's like, man, you told me something in 2012 that stuck with me for the rest of my life. He said. When we were playing basketball, you called me something <laughs> that, I, that, that, I, that I wore with me for a very long time. And here we are, you know, seven, six, four, five years later, and he's still holding on to what I said to him. What I said to him was a negative thing. I'm not going to front. I was, I was rude in high school. I was not a nice guy. So I said something rude, said something malicious. And the thing that I said to him stuck with him from the time he was in high school up until we were adults. Mind you, I'm 22, 23 at the time, and he's telling me, like, what you said to me in high school stuck with me. So Can I tell you that what you tell people, what comes out of your mouth, even though it may not affect you, that it may affect someone? On the adverse side, I remember telling a kid, God has a plan for you, continue to lean into that. He's in school right now at PBC, about to be a youth pastor. So what I'm saying is there's things that you say to people that can either harm them or help them.
1: And if we wanna walk around being the light to people, we've gotta continue to encourage people. We have to encourage people. The Lord is where I find my encouragement so I can, com- so I can be comfort- comforted, comforted, comforted and encourage others. So Junior, I just wanna
0: let you know, bro, since I met you, Two years ago, like I'm just kidding, like three months ago, you showed up to this church. You and your family got plugged in pretty quickly. You showed up to this youth ministry and you have not missed a Wednesday since you came here. And you are consistently on fire for what this ministry has to offer. I wanna let you know, don't stop leaning into what God is doing through you. You're going to save your dad. You're going to save your mom. You're going to be the man your little sister needs Do not stop leaning in for what God has for you, bro. You're going places. Nikita, Nikita, can I tell you something, bro? In all of my years of youth ministry, I have never met someone so on fire to help people's lives be changed. The kid, and listen, I'm I'm not, I'm not,
1: I don't wanna uncover people, but you called me the other day. FaceTime me while you were on vacation for
0: your birthday trip. And what you told me on vacation at your birthday trip was, I want to study the Bible more because I want to change people's lives. Continue to let that spirit burn within you so you can encourage others to be better. Brother, I
1: love you. God's got a plan for you and don't stop. (sighs) Oh. Kapua, I'm beefing with you, but it's okay, (laughs) it's all good, y'all will know why I'm beefing with Kapua later, but who's back there, okay,
0: Jesus girl, I'll get to you eventually, no I'm just kidding, Um, Kapua, seriously, on a serious note, I just want to say that, and I told you this today, I'm just going to tell you in front of everybody so everyone can hear I'm not here to call anybody out, but what I am saying is that there's a perfect person, there's a perfect leader, a perfect example of what a leader is supposed to do, and you exemplify that. You're at every meeting, you don't miss anything, and when you do miss it, you communicate about it, and if you are missing something, it's because you're up here praying for a student or having a conversation with a student, you meet with students outside of this place, you have a fire within you that loves this community. You are bought into what real life has. You're bought into what undivided is. You love all of the girls that you are ministering over. So I just want to say, even though things are about to change, continue to lean into that. God's got a plan for you. You're going places. Aries.
1: <laughs> Ooh, Aries. i to drink some water for Aries, man. Aries, I just want to say, <laughs> I look at you like a little sister, even though you annoy the heck out of me, dude. You're, you're, you're
0: annoying in all the right ways. Um, but, I mean, you've, you were a student in this youth ministry when I, when I first became a leader, and I watched you grow over the years. And of all the things that you developed, it was how to be a mother figure to the students in this youth ministry. There are people that look up to you as a mom. and I've never seen you not at a baseball game, a softball game, a volleyball tournament, a play, a skit. You're there because you have the heart of true leadership within you. And I want to let you know that God sees that.
1: and He loves you. And I want you to keep pressing into this next season because you're going places mean that. Hannah Gibbons. Um Hannah, you know me. You know me pretty well. And I know you. I won't go there, but we know each other. Yeah.
0: And uh I know that there's some things about the change and transition and whatever, but from, from here, I just want to let you know. Same thing I told Kapua. When it comes to exemplifying a perfect leader, you are that. You care for your girls. You're in the midst of the battle with your girls. You're always looking for solutions to the problems. I just want to let you know that I'm here for you. Whatever you need, I'm in your corner. God's got a plan for you. Keep pressing in, even though things are about to change. I love you. And then last one, last one, last one. Because this is something I want us to do this entire series, is encourage people. Eric, you weren't even supposed to be here, I I thought. So I'm glad you're here. But I want the entire youth ministry to know what Eric does. Eric drives often from Bellevue to come play drums for us so we can have an awesome worship night. And then on inventory months, Eric gets back in his car and drives back to Bellevue. But he comes just so that we can have an experience in worship like no other. Why? Because we don't have enough drummers, but Eric's heart it's for the ministry. And I just want to say thank you, and I love you. Can we give it up for Eric, please? I just want you to know that the things that you do in this youth ministry is not going to go unnoticed. Gabe, can I have you come up and just kind of like play me out or whatever? Listen, guys, we're going to be doing this every week, so don't feel like you're not going to get your turn, because you probably will, and maybe some of you won't, but this isn't to make you feel bad or not give you your flowers. What we're trying to do is teach you a lesson that encouraging people, giving them words of encouragement is important. People hear what you say, and they feel what you say. So what I want you to do in these next three minutes, as Gabe gears up to play us out, is I want you to get up and I want you to find three people and give them an encouraging word. Because we're not just gonna talk about being encouragers, we're gonna be encouragers. We're not gonna talk about being good people, we're gonna be good people. So this is what we're gonna do. So find three people as the lights maybe go down or something. And I want you just to encourage somebody tonight. Don't be scared, get out of your seats. Say something nice, your hair looks good, your shoes are nice. But I want you to encourage three people Before we close out, do not leave.